Hello, good morning, all you podcast friends and followers. This is Leah coming in from Chicago, Illinois. I have bipolar disorder as well as borderline personality disorder. Now you're thinking, why would I be disclosing my disabilities? Well, one thing is what I've been uh, talking about on a somewhat daily basis is I get articles from um, a site called BP. Um, it's on bipolar articles and the various aspects of of the disorder and how to uh, use this disorder to your to your or your loved one's advantage so that they may um, live in a society that is completely full of stigma of mental illness but they could live freely and happily and feel like a quote normal person I say that in quotes because I don't like that word when it comes to people with disabilities it means they're abnormal they're out of this world type thing we are normal we are as normal as can be we just have a little something in our brains that is causing us to behave a certain way so anyway this next uh podcast I am doing is called four reasons to say no to mania leads to a happier life now for me personally I struggled with mania a little bit at the beginning of my diagnoses uh, once I got that under control it just started going to bipolar depression and that's what I've been struggling ever since for the past about nine years or so so mania may seem like an awesome feeling following a depressive episode in all instance, mania can lead back to depression. You have all heard the expression, what goes up must come down. This is what mania is. For those who are in a manic episode, you may feel on top of the world. But there are dangers to mania. Impulsivity, sexual promiscuity, shopping sprees, um, various of the such. Um, and I don't mean shopping sprees by a couple hundred dollars at the mall. I'm talking people go out and buy cars, houses. They literally spend their life savings or whatever money they don't have. I should say we don't have. And, uh, just to fill that, fill that void. But then after so long, they come into a depression episode. Look at what they've done through, uh, through their manic episode. And uh, end up regretting everything as well as making the depression even worse. Now there are four main reasons to ending the hold to mania that people have in their life. Uh, yeah, One, hypersexuality. A symptom of mania is not as strong. This can cause a person to feel embarrassed, ashamed, scared, and worried. Hypersexuality can actually be dangerous. There are some risks, including contracting and or spreading an infection, becoming pregnant, or for men, impregnating someone, harming those around us, and walking into dangerous situations. When mania hits, it takes tremendous power to say no to hypersexuality symptoms.
Um, number two, spending can be out of control. Manic spending in another danger is another dangerous symptom. One type of manic spending is gambling. It's usually not until a person with bipolar disorder comes down from mania and sees the, their bank account that they notice the damage. Three, believe it or not, people in our lives are actually happier than us. According to the author of Loving Someone with Bipolar Disorder, some things a loved one may say are they, are they don't like mania. They don't like how we talk instead of listening. They don't like the lust-based behavior. They don't like the scary spending. And they don't like the lack of reasonable decision-making. The part in the, is they like our stability. They're not alone. We like our stability too. That's why we see psychiatrists and therapists so that we can get our heads out of the clouds and get back to stability. Four, rapid cycling has calmed down. The term bipolar disorder was introduced for a reason. There is mania and depression. Mania causes disruptive sleep, which is a big symptom of depression. Managing mania will automatically improve depression. Um, yeah, I've had all of them during little hypomanic episodes. I've gone through all of these. I've gone through hypersexuality, uh, the spending. I don't really do gambling, but uh, any money I do get, I'll go to a favorite store of mine. And do a little shopping spree and then I realize, wow, in less than a week I have no money anymore. Um, rapid cycling, I've never had much of an issue with. Um, but to go back on this point is that the big part is they like our stability. Do they not think, do family and friends not think that us with bipolar disorder don't like stability? Do they think that we don't want to reach stability so that we can live a somewhat, again, quote, normal life? Do they not think that we want to live in a society stigma-free of mental illness where we are not judged for getting the help we need? There are people out there who actually think that they hear the term psychiatrist if they hear someone is seeing a psychiatrist they automatically think think psycho no that's not it just because someone's seeing a psychiatrist and therapist all it means is that they want to be well mentally are you going to judge someone with cancer for going to an oncologist are you going to judge someone with kidney issues or bladder issues to, for going to a urologist. Um, I have a chronic motor tic disorder as well. Are you going to judge me because I go to a neurologist to get medicine to try to calm my tic that hurts my neck and shoulders if I do it too much? And that's an involuntary movement of the muscles. So I can't help it. But the more I do it when I'm not medicated... It hurts my neck and muscles. 
I can't control it. If I try to control it, it hurts even more. Uh, let's see. Are you going to blame someone who's got the flu or a cold who wants to get better sooner to by, you know, by going to their primary care provider to get some antibiotics? Are you going to judge them because they want to get better? No, you're not going to judge any of those people. So why would you judge someone with mental health issues who wants help by going to a psychiatrist for some medication, by going to a therapist for talk therapy, and in some cases by being hospitalized where they can get medication while being monitored 24-7 by psychiatric technicians and nurses watching out for side effects that you may not know that we may not know about but something that they can put on our chart for for our the on-call psychiatrist to know okay you know we gave I gave her this med or I gave him this med and he acted this way or some people maybe would verbalize it for themselves to this on-call psychiatrist you know uh Here's a little example. I was in a um, hospital here in Chicago. I'm not going to name the name because, yeah. <laughs> but um, I was in a hospital. It's like a behavioral health hospital. And on a Thursday, um, the on-call psychiatrist, who was awesome. I really liked him a lot. He was great. He decided to take down or take away, I think, can't remember, one of the two, uh, one of my medications. And then we went into the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And boy, taking down that medication was not the best idea. My moods were everywhere. My anger was up the wazoo. I was irritable. I was crying. By the time Monday came and I saw the psychiatrist said, so how was the week? And I said, it was miserable. I said, I need my medication back. By the way, it was Seroquel that I was looking, I was trying to get back. I said, I need my Seroquel back. I, I cannot function without it. I never knew how important that med was until it was taken away from me. And that's the whole point. As people are first diagnosed, that's the thing. It's going to take years before you get stability and find that medication cocktail and after a while as your body starts getting tolerant to some of these medications um you may have to switch it up again and find another type of cocktail or have you know depending on what your psychiatrist thinks update the dosage or you know whatever they think is best for you that will keep you out of the hospital and back to stability um, so that you can live in society. So the bottom line is um, people who experience a high amount of mania um, who, you know, uh, can, who say no to mania can lead to a happier life. One, 
I don't like the title of this article saying no to mania. Yeah. If we can say no to mania, that means they're next they're going to say, oh, say no to depression and say no to your feelings and say no to your emotions. Yeah, I, I really, I'm very adamant about the title of this article. But the bottom line is, stop the stigma that, uh, stop the stigma around mental health. It is not... It is not good for the person struggling. You, If people keep up that stigma, if people keep thinking that psychiatrist means psycho, if people think keep thinking that going to a therapist means you're weak, if people keep thinking medication is a temporary solution, which by the way is not, the temporary solutions are getting drunk on alcohol, using street and using recreational drugs, uh, including marijuana, which is legal in many states, and in some states is only there for medicinal. No matter what, it's only a temporary thing. Even if you do it every day, it's still only a temporary altercation, alter, alter drug. So let's all stop the stigma. Let's let's stop it. If you are listening to this and you don't have a bipolar if you don't have bipolar disorder or a dsm diagnosis you may know someone who does or you don't know anybody at all don't judge anybody for getting the help they need for their mental health because the next time you need to go to your primary care provider for antibiotics the next time you need to go to an oncologist because you just got a cancer diagnosis the next time you need to go to a urologist because you have issues with your bladder and kidney the next time you need to go to a dermatologist for some skin issues the next time you need to go to a neurologist for whatever happens in your happening in your brain whatever you have to do any of that just remember some people with mental Ill, mental health Ill, uh, issues have to do have to go to a psychiatrist and therapist to do exactly what you have to do to exactly what do what you guys do with other doctors. We are just trying to live our life in stability so that we can be productive members of society. I will end on this note. I hope you all learned something. I hope you all learned a good, great, um, a little jump. Uh, tomorrow will be when, quote, helpful advice doesn't help bipolar disorder mixed with, let me see, what's the other? Oh, no, that's that. So, I'll talk about so-called helpful advice uh, not helping. And hopefully, think I have a brochure about it, but if I can remember anything from it, I'll add to it. So we are, I will bid you adieu from Chicago, Illinois. This is Leah talking once again about bipolar disorder. I hope you all have a wonderful day, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs>